Welcome to the first in a series of podcasts on filmmaking in the Northwest. I met with Kerry Colby, one of the directors of Signal Films, a film production and training company based in Bowen Furness. I began by asking Kerry how she got into filmmaking. I didn't do a media-related degree because I was quite academic and I got encouraged to do something academic. So I did psychology at Manchester and um, from there went and did a journalism master's in Edinburgh and then got into writing for newspapers and it was really through doing that that got me interested in the most creative storytelling rather than talking about real life, talking about things that you could have more control over and make up uh, that were more life-affirming than real life often as well. I actually got in a training scheme that was run by Northwest Vision. They paid for me to go to script development workshops where I learned about, because you need to know as a producer or a director obviously about the entire process and how it all fits together. If I you know, had this amazing uh, script, had this amazing idea for a film, what, what would be your advice on, on how to go, go forward with it? Well, if it's an idea, if it's just an idea for now and you're not sure what you're doing, then you need to look at the way that scripts are formatted and use the correct format because you need to look like, it needs to look like a piece of professional material and if it turns up just written in Word, not in the right font or format or layout, people just won't even give it the time of day, even if it's amazing. So it's really simple stuff like that for starters, making sure that, you know, read the books, read the standard texts on script writing, Robert McKee's story book. I mean, the, there are things you can do, like pay to send it off to a script reading service, get as many people as you can to read it and preferably not friends or family, people who are willing to rip it to bits and be mean to you, you know. And I mean, really, being in the Northwest region, you can, the thing to do is to, to go through the Northwest Vision and Media's um, di digital short scheme. Basically, there's a hierarchy of funding that Northwest Vision and Media will provide for filmmakers. So you would submit your script, and if they liked it, they would shortlist you, you would go in for an interview. They may give you some feedback and ask you to make some changes or suggest ways of improving it, and then, if you're lucky, you get the money to make it, and then the fun really starts. <laughs> it's, I think it's a healthy, healthy thing to be forced to write funding applications, actually. And I think you have to just take it as read that that's what you've got to do, because nobody's going to just give you money to make something that's your idea. Otherwise, everyone would get money to make their idea. How do you go about getting a good crew? What's the best ways of getting together pe good people to work with? So you can put adverts out through shooting people. If you look on the Northwest Vision and Media website, they've sound like an advert for them. You can see they have a crew list um, where you can find people. At a lower level, if you've got £1,000 to make a short film, you're really roping in friends and family. Again, you know, if you're getting your equipment, what people do and it's accepted practice is you can ring a a higher place where you get a camera from and tell them, well, I've only got a few pennies, this is what I've got, please can you help, I'm making a short film. Um, they're often surprisingly willing to give you quite a good package for quite a small amount of money because they're banking on you get, possibly getting somewhere and coming back one day with a bigger budget and you're going to go and, and use them again. Could you tell me a little bit more about Signal Films? How does it work to run your own production company? Yeah, I mean, the main thing with running your own company is that you need to put everything into it and make sure that what you're turning out is, is a good product. And really, it's, you know, it's, it's developing a rapport and a give and take with other people so that they, people want to fund you to do something for them because they know that you'll deliver and you'll be fun to work with. 
it's, ama it's just amazing when you get out there how many people don't do those two simple things. I just want to talk a bit more about the films that you, you've made through Signal Films. What I find very interesting about them is, is the use of the location, because you're, you're based in, in Baron Finesse, and so a lot of the films are around there. Could you just explain a little bit more about the films and, and why you, you always stick to kind of that, that area? I mean, it's great because it looks amazing. That's what you're surrounded by and you're stimulated by, and there are a lot of films that are set in the city because there are a lot of filmmakers and a lot of everything more in the city. So it doesn't do us any harm making films in the country or you know, in a, in a more rural or isolated place because it's more unusual and you don't see these places on film. A daylight hole that used a particular kind of location. It was quite, quite, a, quite interesting story behind that. Yeah, um, Daylight Hole's a short film that um, Matt Palmer directed that we made four years ago, maybe now, and that was the Northwest Vision funded one. Um, the thinking behind the the idea for that film came about because Matt is a sound recordist for a living, and he'd been asking me if the, I knew anywhere good that he could go and try and record some cave noises because he one of his hobbies is recording sounds. Um, so. Um, so I said, there's this cave in a little village near to where we live called Daylight Hole, and it's really creepy. And um, my mum used to take me there when I was little. So anyway, he went off with his little anorak on that he wears when it's a bit windy out. Didn't see him for a bit, and he came back a couple of hours later, and he had a big muddy skid mark on the back of his anorak and looked a bit dishevelled, and he said, oh, it was really scary, that cave. A couple of weeks later, he turned up at the office with a script called Daylight Hole, and it was about a sound recordist who goes into a cave and there's a monster in the cave. <laughs> and so um, that was quite funny because obviously, you know, this is how you, ideas come about. You know, you, you, your imagination combines with the experiences in the environment that you have. And that, that's how that idea came about. And we submit, submitted it and got funding to make it. So. And it did very well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it went to lots of film festivals all over the world, and Matt got taken around to go and do Q and A's with his film, and and yeah, it helped him to then get a Cinema Extreme for his next film, Island. So, he jumped up to a fifty thousand pound film from doing a two thousand pound film. So that's that was pretty good going, really. Yeah. All from going down a, a local cave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was Mono Atmos, and I'm going to move into the cave for a cleaner cave sound. I just want to talk about Lily, because again, that's a locally shot. So, how how did you go about? making that film because that's going to be that's going to feature in this year's underexposed program so what how did that start was that off the back of daylight hole or was that a completely separate project completely separate that was a media box project so it was working with young people um from barrow and we put them through a process of sort of workshopping ideas and one of the girls in the group said she could see this floating hotel a big old rusty thing through through a bedroom window it's quite a sort of scary creepy looking um weird thing <laughs> and um but she started talking about oh you know it's quite scary and imagine if it was haunted and they came up with this idea about the the hotel could be haunted and this girl has visions about um being trapped inside it and running around looking to find this ghost on the ship 
That was funded through MediaBox. Could you just describe exactly what MediaBox is? Because I think a lot of people who, who make short films or who do filmmaking, a lot of the time they do a lot of workshops with young people, mm -hmm. and there's, there's, you know, there's quite a lot of sort of emphasis from various funding bodies uh, from the government to do more media stuff with young people as a way of expressing themselves and using their creativity. So MediaBox is, is one of those. Could you explain a little bit about that? MediaBox is a scheme that's run by central government, um, a national scheme and it's managed by um, First Light Movies and basically they'll fund an organisation to run a project which engages young people in either filmmaking or journalism or photography, um, creative media basically. So it's about helping them explore and develop creative skills and work with professionals to sort of up the level of what they can do and um, specifically targeting kids in disadvantaged places where you know they wouldn't necessarily have that experience or have aspirations around the creative media so it's kind of trying to give them a, a step up to realise that that could be a future career option for them or it could be a way of expressing themselves. Could you tell me about uh, your latest short Dead Dog because it's just come back from Edinburgh and it's doing very well. Well it's just got into a LA Femme festival <laughs> in, uh, in Beverly Hills and then we've applied to lots of other festivals, so we're hoping to start hearing back, because it takes a while to hear back. We have two other short films that we're in, in the middle of finishing, and we have two or three treatments for features that are floating around with different various co-production partners. Kerry, what are the most important things for emerging filmmakers to think about? Um, tenacity is the main thing really. You need to make a conscious decision that you, if you're going to do it then you're really going to do it and you're going to stick with it no matter what, how many knockbacks you get or how difficult it is. Um, don't put loads of money into it on credit cards or anything like that. It's never worth running yourself into too much debt and a lot of people do but at the same time you, you have to work for free. You have to go and work on other people's films, get lots of experience, learn from their mistakes instead of your own. And, um, you know, any courses, there's loads of free courses are really good things you can, you can get involved with. Just do the research, get online and do the research, find out what schemes Northwest Vision are putting on, what, what NFN are doing. There's always things going on, you know, sign up to shooting people, sign up to any of these newsletters you can and, you know, just do your research about the industry. Try and leave your ego behind when you go onto a film set and just absorb and learn everything you can, but, but ex accept that you might have to just make tea for people or run around skivvying. But maybe next time you'll go in a grade higher and eventually you'll get paid. But it's about building your own understanding of the entire process, which takes a lifetime really. But everything, every time you do work on a short film, you learn something new and you, it's adding to what you can do. Thank you very much to Kerry Colby. The film Lily will feature as part of the Underexposed programme, which will be shown at Corner House in Manchester on the 24th of November. Next month, Richard Hughes and Jonathan Hall from Boss Film will talk about their Liverpool-based filmmaking collective. This podcast was produced for the Northern Film Network by Little Star.